It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Well, the paleo diet has been around for decades, but it's in recent years we've heard a little bit more about it. It's gained popularity and made it one of really the top dieting plans out there. My guest is Dr. Lauren Cordain, professor in the Department of Health and Exercise Science at Colorado, Colorado State University. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cordain. Tell us about the paleo diet. Is it something that people can do easily? Is it a whole lifestyle? And is it tough to do? Hi, Melanie. It's a good thing to be on your show. Yeah, it's a a lifestyle. It's not really a diet. It's a a lifetime program to make us healthy and reduce our risk of chronic disease. Okay, so what does that exactly mean? Because there's a lot of diets out there, Dr. Cordain, and a lot of things, you know, if they've heard about Atkins and Weight Watchers and all these other things, what sets the paleo diet apart? Well, as I mentioned, it's not really a diet at all. It's a lifetime program of eating to um, maximize health and minimize chronic disease. And what we're trying to do is to emulate the nutritional characteristics of uh, food that people ate before agriculture. And we clearly can't eat exactly the foods they were eating, but we can eat the food groups they were eating. And so the bottom line here is that we want to try to eat as as much fresh fruits and vegetables and healthy meat, grass-produced meat, as we can, seafood, fresh fish, and try to minimize processed foods. It's amazing that 70% of the calories in the typical U.S. diet come from refined sugars, refined grain, refined vegetable oils, and dairy products. Yet we know that uh, pre-agricultural people all over the world rarely, if ever, ate any of those foods. And so when you replace those types of foods with real living foods, uh, the body seems to respond very positively. Now, one thing that I like about it is, you know, vegetarians will say, well, you know, plant-based diet, and that's the way we were meant to eat. But I think we have incisors, and I think we were meant to eat meat. And, of course, you have meat on there. But one thing that surprises me is potatoes. Now, they grew up out of the ground, and and they might have been around 1,000 years ago. What's with potatoes? Well, the thing about potatoes is actually they're, they're relatively Johnny-come-latelys in terms of uh, human diet. They originated in South America, and no humans consumed potatoes until about seven or 8,000 years ago. And it was only until Columbus uh, discovered America that they were spread to uh, the rest of the world. So potatoes, um, they have a lot of what are called anti-nutrients in them, as also they have a high glycemic load, meaning that they spike our blood sugar at our insulin levels. Potatoes are actually toxic if they're not cooked. So um, they contain a variety of, of, as I mentioned, anti-nutrients that uh, are are very bad for human health. Okay, well, that answers that. I I really, I've kind of always wondered that. And as far as eggs, now, obviously, eggs have been around for thousands of years, and, but aren't they sort of considered a dairy product? They're such a wonderful food. I mean, really one of the perfect foods, protein, good fat. I mean, it's just so good for you. But why are eggs on there? 
but they're not considered a dairy product. They are the reproductive material of birds, and uh, we eat primarily chicken eggs, but there's all kinds of birds that humans would have, uh, bird eggs that humans would have consumed, and not just for thousands of years. Uh, we're going back at least one and a half million years, the beginning of our genus Homo. So eggs are by no means dairy products. Dairy products are animals or product, food products that come from um, the milk of mammals, typically cows and, and goats uh, in the Western world. So, and we're talking good, healthy oils and good, healthy fats, fishes and seafoods, nuts and seeds, and Oils, let's hit those for just a minute, Dr. Cordain. There's, you know, you mentioned walnut and flaxseed, macadamia, avocado, coconut, all of these I love, but people hear macadamia and they hear, ooh, you know, really high in these palm oils I'm not supposed to eat. I heard coconut. You know, there's a lot of mixed Actually, macadamia nut oil is not high in palm oils. Um, So it's very high in um, healthy type fats. So... It's high in omega-3s and monounsaturated fats. Now, clearly, Stone Age people didn't eat any refined vegetable oils because they didn't have the technology to make them. So what we're trying to do with this diet is to emulate the nutritional characteristics of our ancestors. And by including healthy oils, and then we don't have to eat all the organ meats and uh, some of the other foods that are not very pleasing to our modern palates. Uh, so clearly... Uh, nuts were part of our Stone Age ancestors' diet, and uh, w- they should be included in, in modern diets emulating our, our ancestors. Well, it's also very seasonal, Dr. Cordain, because you'd want to stick with the vegetables and fruits and things I mean, now uh, that are in season. Of course, nowadays you can get so many things from all over the place that are not necessarily in season. But what about the cost? And when you're talking about free-range eggs and, you know, grass-fed meats, people might say, but this is so expensive. I don't know that I can stick to those kinds of products. What if you can't? Well, you know, actually, uh, there are websites available and blogs because paleo has become so big worldwide. And people have, um, you know, they've developed mechanisms and way in which uh, they can eat this diet and not make it so uh, seemingly expensive. And in my latest book, in our, later, our cookbook, we actually talk about how to, to make it uh, accessible to most middle-class people and buying in bulk uh, farmer's markets and what have you. And actually, when you look at junk food, if you look at <clears throat> processed foods uh, per pound, processed foods actually are <clears throat> sometimes way more expensive uh, than our real living foods. Uh, so, and you don't and they have don't to satisfy eat you for as long either. And you don't have to eat grass-produced meats. So, you know, that certainly is preferable if you can get them. But uh, if you eliminate the middleman and you go to farmers themselves uh, and you've got a freezer where you can put the meat in, you can get it at, at uh, nearly the same price um, as you can at upscale markets. Well, sure, and now you can be a part of, you know, some of these associations that do be a part of the farm, and you can get your meats that way and buy in bulk and freeze them. And shopping locally, farmers' markets is a great place to find those guys. They bring in the meat. They bring in eggs, duck eggs, goose eggs, all of these things that you can use. So, Dr. Cordain, give us a little bit in the last minute and a half. Give us like a little recipe. Give us a daily a daily meal example. 
Well, you know, you don't have to vary much from what we typically eat here in the United States. So breakfast certainly can be an omelet of sort. Um, you know, cook it in olive oil. Um, <clears throat> stay away from the toast. You can have coffee if you want. Uh, fresh fruit would be a, a good idea to go along with it. And that's something that is a, a meal that we can all deal with, and we don't even consider it paleo. Lunch could be a, a fresh salad uh, with seafood in it, maybe a tuna salad or shrimp salad. Uh, you can, again, use olive oil and lemon juice as a dressing. Um, you know, you want some tea, go ahead and have tea. And for dinner, you know, get yourself some fresh fish, some meat, uh, a big salad, steamed vegetables, uh, virtually anything you want. And even if you would care to have a glass of wine with dinner, that certainly is part of it. Now, obviously, our Stone Age ancestors didn't have that, but we have what's called the 85-15 rule. And as long as most people are 85% compliant with paleo, it seems to improve their health. People with obesity or more <clears throat> serious health problems should be more compliant with the diet. Okay, that is such great information. And Dr. Cordain, where can people find more about the paleo diet? Hey, go to my website, uh, thepaleodiet.com. We've got all kinds of recipes, advice, um, information about it, uh, and uh, you can uh, get copies of I've got five books that I've written, and so people can get at that. And you can also Google just paleo diet. Paleo diet has become a worldwide phenomenon, and I didn't invent it. There's Such great information, thepaleodiet.com. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.